This is for the others out there, the other ambitious people who want to play at a higher level in their life. It's time to get curious and get real. Join me, and together, let's find the others. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Find the Others Podcast. Joshua Church, your host here. And today I'm excited to bring you into my world on an experience that I had doing a vision quest and medicine, plant medicine ceremony out in the desert for 48 hours while on a no food fast. So there's a lot there to unpack. And I'm going to share my favorite, my top takeaways. There's eight takeaways that I want to share. And I'm, I'm really excited for this podcast because I can really bring you into my world a little bit more. If you know me, you know that I'm always doing crazy things like this. It's it's so funny, but the the learning just leads me there. The curi- My curiosity just leads me to doing these crazy things that all of a sudden, what I call like a zoom out moment where I'm just doing something and it's like zoom out. Wow, what am I actually doing? This is insane. I never thought that I'd be here doing this thing in Iceland, staring up at the northern lights, um, you know, in in the desert doing a vision quest ceremony with a shaman named Bearheart um, in uh, in Sweden in the forest, dipping into the cold river, the freezing water river and letting roars and screams out. So all these crazy things. I'm very grateful for these um, for these moments. And it's pretty interesting because it feels like there's, you know, these these big quantum shifts or that it, that it requires a lot of effort to make this happen. But really, uh, and I've said this before, but it, all it is is just following that next indicated step. My curiosity, the universe, God, whatever brings this, brings an opportunity. And then there's always like, okay, let's take the next step. Follow the breadcrumbs is something that I often say. And there was a breadcrumb that was presented with me not too long ago that led me to doing this. Now, here's the thing. It takes effort. It takes a little bit of effort. And that little bit of effort is always what it takes to get out of your comfort zone. So doing this was something very out of my comfort zone. And that's the first takeaway is getting out of your comfort zone takes effort, but it always brings worth. It always brings growth. It is always worth it from my experience. So make the effort. And it, it always takes just a little bit of that push and then you're able to enjoy the rewards and results of it and learnings and takeaways from it always. So I got out of my comfort zone by trusting my dear friend, Ian Healy. Some of you know Ian. Ian has been on an incredible journey of his own these past number of years and he it has taken him recently to um, really learning and diving into the shamanic arts and and plant medicine and different, different ways of healing and inner healing and bringing community together and he is um, he's studying some incredible things right now. He's up to some amazing stuff. I'm excited to have him on as a guest and also Bearheart on as a guest. And them together have been working in collaboration for uh, an initiative that they call La Forza Sagrada, the Sacred Force. Really powerful mission here. Bearheart, I'm excited to get him on and get his story as well, but he was in prison and he actually healed from the inside out and was able to experiment with different healing techniques and practices um, such as plant medicines, ayahuasca in particular, and, uh, and realized that, hey, we don't have to have, our society doesn't have to have predators and people that are hurt, you know, the whole saying of hurt people, hurt people that we can heal and actually use. What if prison was actually a place where there was 
healing happening and not just furthering trauma, but what if we could actually focus on healing the root cause of things versus the symptoms? How, how does that world look? So La Forza Sagrada is a really incredible initiative. I'm excited to dig into more about what they do. Their number one mission is to create safe, sacred spaces in the world where all women and children are protected from trauma and abuse, spaces where we can all truly feel safe, feel safe to feel, to heal and to grow with trust and love. So that's that's their mission. Really powerful through creating these different they're, they're building an amazing community, creating these different experiences and these different healing circles, working with a lot of people with PTSD. Um, there's an episode coming out on HBO. They just they did um, a, a medicine ceremony and, and, and circle healing circle with uh, a few professional UFC fighters. And HBO Sports came and filmed it. So it's very cool stuff. So I, anyway, I show up to Julian to their temple, uh, La Forza Sagrada Temple, this beautiful home in Julian. And I show up, I get welcomed by Bearheart, by Ian, by a few other people there, give me big hugs saying, welcome home. Really great, really great greeting. And they're in this gorgeous, in the edge of this gorgeous forest. And I start digging in and learning a little bit more about their vision and what they're doing and providing these different ceremonies. Pretty much every weekend, they're providing these, these different healing experiences and ceremonies, working with people, um, helping people heal through trauma in this way. Now, going into this, the only understanding I had of a vision quest was from what Ian had told me previously. He did a very um, a very intense, let's say, vision quest with the Lakota tribe in the desert of Mexico, where he was there for four days and four nights. They started by doing a, a medicine a circle in the first night and started a fast. And then from the next four days and four nights, uh, Ian was in a little four by four square in the desert by himself with no food and no water, just by himself the entire time all day, praying in meditation, other people and praying in meditation for him as well. And then ending with a sweat lodge. And then finally, I think he said he, he, he drank lemonade was the thing that he did to break his fast. So insane stuff. So this, it seems like what they're doing at La Forza Sagrada is creating a more accessible way for people to access the, the healings and teachings, um, that have been passed down from some indigenous tribes and some ancient and sacred practices and ceremonies, which is very, very cool. I, I love their whole mission and what they're about. So I show up, I'm learning more about this. There's a few other people that are taking part in this um, in this vision quest this weekend. So there's three other people coming in. They all uh, drove in or flew in. I think three of them flew in or two of them flew in, one drove in, two of them flew in for this specific experience. And we load up two cars and we head into the desert. And as we head into the desert, put a blind I put a blindfold on and got into the car as as they um as they Bearheart was like, Hey Joshua, are you planning on dipping your toe in or jumping in this weekend? I said, I'm all in. I'm jumping in. And he's like, cool. If you want, everything is a choice. This is a beautiful uh through line throughout throughout the entire weekend. Everything is a choice. And if you want, you can choose to cover your eyes to start the introspective process. So Thursday morning we load up in the cars. I'm cover my eyes with the blindfold and we drive about two hours into the the desert. I don't really even know where we're going. All of a sudden, um, for the last like half hour, we're clearly on like rocky terrain and <laughs> moving very slowly and maneuvering through different through some sort of desert terrain. And we get out and take the blindfolds off. And it was a total trip. We are in the middle of nowhere. But somehow it feels like we're also in the middle of everywhere. And we pull up and there's this just a circle of rocks and some firewood inside the circle. And that's it. And then just pure wilderness, just at the edge of absolute wilderness. There's these beautiful sawtooth mountains in the background, different ridge lines and hills, and just 
pure wilderness, like, you know, off like the path. There is no path. The path ends here. <laughs> and basically for the for those for all day Thursday, Thursday night and all day Friday, we just had a chance to be. So that's the second takeaway is that we are human beings, not human doings. And to just give ourselves that chance, those 48 hours to disconnect and to be in the nature, in the element, in our element was really, really, really moving and really grounding, really humbling. There is something that I experienced during that 48 hours that I'd experienced something similar in Sweden as well when I was doing a Wim Hof expedition in the in the forest in the winter. And, and that is this shift that happens where you no longer feel like you're going into nature or you're, you know, on a hike in nature. You are nature. You are a part of nature. You feel your divine presence being one with nature. You are you are a human being, being in nature the same way that the bee is buzzing around or the cactus is drawing water from the ground or the wind is br- is breezing through your face or the sun is shining down or the moon is lighting up the night sky. There was also a, uh, the full moon, the hunter's moon, the blue moon that night. This was the night before Halloween. We stayed out in the desert. So it was this big floodlight in the sky. It was insane. I didn't use my headlamp once. So we show up. And we just get a chance to be the only thing that we bring sleeping bag and sleeping pad. That's it. And that's all we needed. Sleeping in the open, no tents, nothing like that. Just really open and exposed and vulnerable, but so protected at the same time. So that was really incredible. We're also doing a fast. So there's a lot of benefits to fasting. And this is another takeaway for me, which is that food is medicine. And fasting is medicine. Fasting is a teacher. It gives you a chance to reset, giving your chance, your body a chance to reset and 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 get a, take a break from digesting. About something like 15% of our energy goes towards digesting our food, which is pretty wild. So when you fast, you free up that energy. And people that fast know, you know, people do intermittent fasting as well, but you get bursts of energy. You get a clarity in your head. So being able to do, I'd never fasted longer than 24 hours. So this was a 48-hour fast I did, was really, really cool. And that taught me a lot in and of itself. And I learned that so much of our time is spent around food, talking about food, planning around food, when our next meal is going to be, what it's going to be, who's it going to be with, what we're going to be doing, where is it going to be, all of these different things. And all of a sudden for 48 hours, when that's off the table, it really just kind of messes. It almost just kind of messes with the structure of how we structure our day, breakfast, lunch, dinner. It just completely just obliterates that and opens up. So that was pretty liberating, to be honest with you. And also gave me a chance to think about, you know, the hunger comes in waves and then it goes, comes in waves and then it goes. And it gave me a chance to just notice where my mind was going when the real strong hunger waves would come and to sit with it. Pretty cool now because I know that anytime I'm hungry, like I'm okay, I can go, I can go longer. I don't need to eat right now. So that was fun. So the food is medicine though. When I broke the fast at the end, I broke it with an apple and just biting into this apple and just feeling this, this, the juiciness, the nutrients feeling feeling so nutrient rich of this this I mean this beautiful thing from the earth that came and how good does it feel I feel my body just like absorbing all of its goodness so that leads into another takeaway which is that when you bring your presence to something presence is everything Give the gift of presence, make it sacred, make it holy, whatever it is that you're doing. Eating food is a great way to do it. If it's conversation, when you're walking, bring yourself to it. Mealtime is a great reflection of this because for me, typically when I eat, it's like, cool, pull it up, put on Netflix or YouTube or whatever it is, uh, or audiobook or podcast and I'm eating. But now I've been experimenting with, and I think a practical takeaway that I invite everybody to experiment with is next meal that you eat, focus on the food. 
Focus fully present on every single bite. Focus on the texture, the flavor. Really chew it. Chew it longer than you would think. Breathe with it. Breathe in between, in, in between bites. Make it an intimate experience. Make it a holy experience. And focus on the nutrients that that food is giving you. It changes so much. It changes the food that you choose to eat because no way in hell you're able to do that eating Cheetos <laughs> or pizza, right? But you're eating food, real food from the ground, simple food, whole foods. And it's just, a, it's incredible how you can really feel your body just like thanking you and receiving from that. So give the gift of presence to yourself and to the things that you're doing. So that night, we got a chance to come together for, for, for ceremony. And the cool part, how we came together. So we were, everybody went off into their own space and was really with themselves. There were very few words spoken over that 48 hours. There was very few exchanges, very, very few things. Everybody was there for their own process. There was a lot of writing in the journal happening, a lot of just moving and, and doing what we want in nature since we were alone. Like you could scream at the top of your lungs, hearing the echo, the deafening silence after the echo. It's so, so, so cool. Just being human beings in nature, moving the way you want to move, releasing energy the way you want to move through movement, sound, breath, touch, just doing, just being, not doing anything, but just being really cool. So that night, uh, the way that we got together was, uh, we all came up with, with different calls. So my call was like, and you would just let that rip and it would just bounce off the different, the ridge line so that we could hear each other and connect and touch, touch base with each other to make sure everybody was okay every once in a while. So everybody came up with a, with a different call, similar to how the animals call and the, the wolves and coyotes call at night. And so we had our call that came, brought us back to the fire and we had a chance to sit with, sit with medicine. So Bearheart um, pulled out a few different plant medicines. He pulled out um, ayahuasca which comes from a tea, which is a type of tea that comes from plant. And he pulled out psilocybin mushrooms and he pulled out San Pedro, uh, which comes from a cactus. And it's in like this powder form that comes distilled from this cactus, specific type of cactus. Now, all three of these are very powerful plant medicines and teachers and healers that have been used in, in, in lineages of people for their healing benefits and for their uh, what they do. You know, a lot of us know taking shrooms or taking different types of psychedelic drugs is a certain thing. This was a totally different experience and just the intentionality that we bring towards these teachers, these medicines. And it's even interesting, but it's not something like you don't take ayahuasca or you don't take the psilocybin. You sit with it. The verbiage around that's very key and important. It's sitting with it. This is the main event. This is the show. You're not taking some shrooms and going to a music festival. No, you're sitting with psilocybin. You're sitting with this plant and you're putting your full energy and intention in this intimate experience connected in nature and fasting is a way to help fully focus on that medicine and all the energy can go towards that and breathing with it and being with that and allowing what to come, what, what comes through that. So the setting is, is very, very important and critical and who you're with, who's administering it is super important and critical as well. The safe setting you're in absolutely critical. So it changed the whole intentionality where it's like, this is a healing ceremony and circle. A few people sat with ayahuasca. A few people sat with psilocybin. 
as well. And it was really interesting to be around um, while people were going through their own process, their own healing process. And the takeaways, as we kind of debrief and share the next day, were just absolutely mind blowing how people were able to really come in with an intention and sit and heal through it. So um, when I, everybody came up one by one to sit with bare heart and, um, and listen to what medicine was calling them. And for me, I was kind of going back and forth. Everything was a choice. And I was kind of wrestling this idea of, do I do something? Do I not? Do I sit with uh, with one of these? Do I not? I didn't really have anything intentionally. Like I wasn't, you know, there wasn't this deep trauma that I that I came to this with wanting to heal. It was more coming from this place of just absolute interest and intrigue and curiosity. But as I got up there, you know, I sat and I re- and I really just checked in and asked myself and I listened to the different medicines. I held every medicine in my hands and I listened and there was the medicine that that spoke to me. They call them the ones, the psilocybin mushrooms. And I sat with a very, very, very small amount, just one tiny little stem. That was what, what felt right for me in that moment. So I picked up a little tiny stem chewed it, sat with it. And it was a really beautiful experience. It was, it it gave me closure in a lot of ways because I realized that I felt like I had gotten my learning from this medicine. I'd sat with it in the past um, with psilocybin in a higher dose and it had really shifted some things for me. And in this, in, in a very intentional and ceremonial and sacred setting as well. So this time, just that little bit, it felt like it really gave me assurance. And I sat around the fire all night long, staring at that fire, just totally transfixed at the fire, listening and feeling the music from Ian that was playing his beautiful music on his guitar, looking up at the floodlight moon in the sky and the stars. And, and it was a very, very subtle influence I feel like it had on my body and my system. But really what it did is it allowed me to rest. I slept and I felt like I just felt I fully slept and I felt like my sleeping pad was like this charging portal. You know how you put your phone on one of those charging mats? That's what I felt like I was on. And I think it was a combination of all the things. It was part of that. Um, that medicine was, was, was increasing the volume of my intuition and feeling that connection was a really beautiful experience. And then just resting and de- decompressing and sleeping in the open nature desert in the open, uh, environment and wilderness and just recharge. I think I slept soundly that night. I slept so well and I woke up feeling so recharged, incredible, well recharged. So that was very cool. That next day, the, um, we had a chance to work with the medicine as well. There was nothing to do that day besides be nothing to do, just be moving with the sun. So the whole day I spent, you know, moving with the, with, with my back to the sun and using, uh, you know, my shirt and my, sh- my, my scarf that I had as shade going behind different rocks, creating shade, just moving with the sun in the wilderness as one does, which was very fun. And so we had an opportunity to sit with more medicine that, uh, that day I decided to, I I didn't feel called to sit with any more of psilocybin. I felt like I got what I needed from that experience. So um, I did, however, have the chance to sit with Santa Maria. And this leads to another insane takeaway is that intention and perception is everything. Santa Maria is also known as cannabis or marijuana, but it's very different. Santa Maria is the, um, the sacred name of that plant as it's been used in, um, as it's been used throughout history for these medicinal purposes. So I sat there with one inhale of a joint, one inhale, that's it, just one deep inhale. And it was the most insane experience one of the most exciting experiences I've ever had because it was different. 
it, it was not, I, I smoked a lot of weed growing up in, in college and um, out of college even. It's not something that's a part of my life really anymore. I think it's a powerful tool if used in the right way. But to be honest, there was some social anxiety that I had around when I was whenever I was smoking or the come down would be pretty brutal for me. So, uh, but I there always felt like there was something there and this totally reevaluated my relationship with that in a really cool way. So I, I the first thing, as soon as I took a deep breath and released I realized, oh my God, oh my goodness, we've been we've been using this wrong the whole time. Like this is the way we're supposed to use this. I felt the medicine. I felt this divine presence, this feminine energy presence come through. I felt the you know the warm feeling through my hands under my arms, and I just sat there and it and I reconnected with the present moment, reconnected with my breath in a really exquisite way. And I just, I was just thinking, oh my God, this is what it's supposed to be for. It is the main event. It is the main show. There was breakthroughs coming. I journaled for probably like three hours straight. Um, there was lots of cool things coming through. And, and I, and it felt like, and the, the coolest part was that I felt like I was high from being tapped into the present moment. Not even from, it wasn't Santa Maria. Santa Maria was reminding me, Hey, you have access to this anytime you want. The high comes from being with your breath, being in the present moment, being fully, fully present. And it wasn't really a high even. It was, it felt like a humility almost. It felt like a grounding, a humbling realization more so. So this is why it was very different because there wasn't a high and then a high insinuates that there's a low or there's a come down. There was no crash. There was no come down from this. It was more of like a humbling, grounding, ah, this, all the medicinal benefits we know from Santa Maria, this is how we can receive it. And I really felt like I received it all. So it's so funny because it's like that intention and perception is everything. Bringing this intention and perception towards this and bringing my presence towards this, it changed everything. So that was a really, really, really cool takeaway. I, I, and then the final takeaway, um, well, two more takeaways. One is that um, integration is a, is a really cool experience. When we talk about going back home, right? There was some dialogue around how are we going to, what are we, how are we going to move back home with this? And it's, it's changing the verbiage there as well. You're not going back home. You're going forward home. This idea of going back somewhere or going back to the real world, quote unquote, insinuates going back to, or falling back in backwards into either habits or environment or a situation that might not support you. But this whole idea of, we spoke about going forward home. How do we want to go forward from this experience? And it's a really cool thing we can do anytime we want. How do I want to move forward into tomorrow? What do I want to leave behind? What do I want to let go of today? And how do I want to move forward into tomorrow? Anytime you take a step away from your day to day, you can really do this. If you're going camping, if you're going on vacation, whatever it is, ask yourself, how do I want to integrate home? What do I want to take forward with me? Just a nice little shift in perception there. I think to sum this all up and the most powerful takeaway that we had here, that I had here is this idea of todos es medicina. Everything is medicine. This was the, this was the, the big takeaway. Everything is medicine. The fly that's buzzing you know, that in your face, it's really annoying you as you're sitting there just in nature all day long. That's medicine. That's there for your healing. Notice how it might trigger you. Notice what you might be able to learn. What can you learn from that? What can you learn about yourself from that? The ants that are crawling over you. What can you learn from that? The scorpion that you see in the sand that gives you fear. That's medicine. That's there for your teaching. It's another way of thinking of, of, of saying and thinking about this principle that I've shared before, this idea of the student mindset of being the, the humble student, learning from everything. Everything and everyone can teach us something if we're open, if we open our eyes to it. The same thing that things happen for you. They don't happen to you. 
you? What can you learn through this experience? So totus es medicina, it's, a, it's another way of saying that in a really cool way. Nothing is for naught. This is here for your healing. Nothing is for naught. This is for your experience. There's medicine here. There's This is for your healing. Another line I love is that, I think it's from Ram Das. He says, we're all just walking each other home at the end of the day. We're all just walking each other home at the end of the day. So beautiful. It's just like always brings a smile to my face. Everything is medicine and everything is here for our healing if we so choose to view it that way. The red light that we hit, you know, the thing that sucks or the thing, the expectation that doesn't line up. It's all healing at the end of the day. It's all here for our medicine. So that's really what I'm taking with me. Toto says medicina. Everything is medicine. Everything is holy when we bring our presence and our awareness to it make ritual out of things bring your presence to things it, it, it's it's how we can make daily life the most spiritual practice of all very similar to the conversation i had in last week's episode with rabbi dan this idea of making everything holy making everything a you know spiritual experience it's it's a very similar parallel and takeaway that i'm taking with me so that is the story of my vision quest ceremony out into the desert, into uh, into the unknown. And look, it takes effort. Getting out of your comfort zone takes effort, but it is always, always worth it. Make that effort. It always brings growth. It was another one of those crazy moments where I'm just like, how am I doing? Like, what? How did the, how did I get here? And it, it brought me a lot of value that I'm really integrating and, and working with as we go forward. So that's my experience. I'm excited to bring you an interview with Bearheart at some point, an interview with Ian Healy to dig a little bit deeper into these practices, the origins of these practices, and some more questions I have around it. But Feel free to reach out if you want to talk any more about this. Um, it was it was a it was a trip. It was certainly a trip, and um, and there's a lot there. There's a lot of wisdom there. If you want to learn a new idea, go read an old book, go study old things, old traditions, and that's exactly what I what I did here and what I'm constantly doing. So, lots of love to you all. Um, hope you enjoyed this little takeaway, and excited to bring you more. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can get the updates when I release new episodes. And if you leave a review and rate, I would be very appreciative of that as well, because it helps us get this word out to more people. So if you're enjoying, be sure to rate and review and share with your friends as well. That way we can continue to build this community of others, this tribe of others that is open-minded to exploring and connecting and tapping into this full potential of life that we have as human beings. Lots of love to you all, and I will catch you all next time.